We are learning Daf Pei Aleph. We're starting from the Mishnah on the top of the Amun. So the Mishnah says, Somebody wrote a get to divorce his wife, but he changed his mind. So he didn't actually give her the get. He only wrote her the get. Bishami has a chumrah that she's possible from marrying a Kohen. Now, obviously, a Kohen can't marry a divorced woman, but in this case, she's not a divorced woman. Bishami is saying that this is considered reach a get, something that smells like a get. And the Rabbanah were there in his view that even if a get was just written, that for her, even if the husband never actually divorced her, the Rabbanim were goes there that she cannot marry a Kohen. Yisrael Omer, it's not true. Afapishin is son-in-law tonight, even, even greater Chedesh, Yisrael says. I certainly disagree with you there if he just wrote a get, but even more, even if he did write and give her the get, but he gave her a get with a certain Tanai, but not said Tanai, the Tanai was not met, so it wasn't fulfilled. So Lamaisa, the, the, the get wasn't Chal. In that case, Lopsal ben Akuna, he hasn't disqualified from the Kuna. So Bissol is disagreeing with Beisham's concern and adding an extra Chedesh, even if there was a Tanai which wasn't fulfilled, she's still Kashur and Mary Cohen. Says the Gemara Shalchor goes to read the Rebbe Nachman and develops Shmuel. Yom Dinu Rabbi Nu. Let our master teach us what is the what is the case in the following scenario. Yes, the coal. There's a coal, which is what rumors that are spread about a certain person. What are they saying about a Mishpoli Kohen? This person who is a Kohen, Kasav Kelishto, he was Kasav. He wrote a get for his wife. And yet she's still living with him, and she's serving him just like a wife serves her, her husband. So Ma, what is the halacha? Should we separate them so that people don't say bad things? People will come to say, oh, you see, a Kohen could take back a woman that he divorced. So basically, in the scenario over here, people were saying that the get was written, and uh, yet he, 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 they're living together. So basically, the rumor might spread to say that, 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 that he had divorced her, and yet they are still living together in marriage. So the question is exactly, what does it mean he had wrote a get for his wife? And that's what the Gemara, just to foreshadow a little bit what the Gemara will say, that's the issue. Could we, could we perhaps confuse writing a get with giving a get? And maybe when it says, when the rumor is that he wrote her a get, it really is that a uh, get was given and therefore we have to separate them or not. So this was the question. So Shalach Leishmuel sent her of Yosef Tetzik. Yeah, if there's such a rumor, then she has to leave him. We have to look into this. Mahi, what, do we, what does it mean we have to look into this? What is there to investigate? Maybe the issue that we're looking into is could we push away a rumor or not? In other words, let's say there was a rumor that he really divorced his wife. And, uh, and that, that rumor grew because there were facts that he wrote the get. So meaning the facts are that he wrote the get. The rumor now spreads that he divorced her, which is not true. And Shmuel is saying, maybe we could go and push away the rumor. If we could push away the rumor, then then perhaps we can allow them to stay. If that's the issue of Narda, I see the Shmuel who, the town of Narda is under Shmuel's jurisdiction. The courts had a practice that they did not push away rumors. We don't want that uh, to be what people are going to say. You know, the courts up in Narda, you know what they do? They cover up rumors. So we don't want people to say that. So therefore, in Narda, we're not Mavatlikali. So if in Arda, we're not Mavatlikala, so that's clearly not what we're going to do. We don't, that cannot be what Shmuel is trying to do. Rather, we have to work with the rumor. But the question is, what's, what are they saying? It's not that they're saying he divorced her, but rather they're just saying that he wrote it. So we have to figure out if sometimes do people refer to giving a get as writing the get. If that is the case, then the, 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 the rumor is, the rumor that he wrote a get might make people think that he actually divorced her, and then we would have to separate the Kohen from his wife. Whereas if they don't refer to giving a get as writing a get, then we would not have to separate them. Says the Gemara, but that does that really make sense to be so machmach lekarlo and sinaksiva? Even if they do refer to giving a get as writing, like siva gufa milo karaksiva, they also probably refer to writing as writing. So meaning, just because people say writing a get, so 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 they might just mean literally you wrote a get for her. Why should we require them to separate? Even if people sometimes call 
the giving of the get writing, since they also call writing itself literally writing, so then we don't necessarily have to separate them. So the Gemara says, no, in we would. The mingling most of the crowd in because if it's discovered that people do call giving a get still as writing it, then people might when might look at this rumor that he wrote her a get and say it means he gave her the get. There might be an impression. People might think that actually a get was given and therefore uh, people will th- suspect him of wrongdoing or might conclude the wrong thing from here that a coin could in fact marry the divorcee and therefore they'd say she should leave him so that people won't think we're allowing a coin to remarry his divorcee. Says the Gemara, Kasha, Amar, Ravashi, what did Ravashi say? Whenever there's a call about rumor that a woman is forbidden, but it only circulates after she's already in the marriage, then we don't, uh, we aren't concerned. We don't break it up. Whereas generally, rumors are a problem. When we learn about this, that let's say there was a rumor that a woman was uh, accepted Kedushin from somebody. So even though it's only a rumor, there aren't two witnesses, but she's not allowed to get married to somebody else until she gets a get from that person. But Ravashi says, that you say to Ravashi, is that if she already got married before the rumor circulated, then we don't make her get divorced. So over here, this is a rumor that is uh, requiring her to leave her calling husband here. That's, that's a rumor that is circulating after she's already married. So why, why would we make her? That's the whole Yisoy, that rumors, we don't force them to get divorced. So why are we saying that? Says the Mar, when Shmuel said she has to leave, it means only if she marries another person who is a Kohen. In Akhanami, with the first Kohen husband, she could, she could remain because, because even though the rumors are there, but they circulate in the, in, after she's already been married, so it's not a problem. We're just saying that let's say that, that husband would die and now she wants to marry another Kohen, then we would not let Says the Gemara in Cain, if that's the case, that you're making her leave her second coin, um, husband, Atamotzi, Laza, Bonnetribution, you're gonna, people are gonna say bad things about the children from the first husband. Because if the reason why she can't marry a coin, a second coin, is because you're saying she's divorced, so then wait a second, what about all those children that she had with the first husband? Um, people, it's going to validate the fact that it must be she was divorced. And uh, people are going to say, hey, the kids from the region are also in Oakland. Says the Gemara, that's not a concern. Keeping the machine with the Mafkinu love, we're only removing her from the second husband. Region, low Mafkinu love. We didn't remove her from the first husband. Also, let me myself, let me say, Gersha, people will come to say, it must be the first husband divorced her just before his death. So, therefore, all the children from the first marriage are valid. They weren't born from a coin to a divorce. It's only from the second marriage we have a problem. We're assuming that the Gersha happened first. And since the Gersha happened first and then she got married, that's why we have an issue. Comes along the Gemara with an observation. Come, you can observe that the earlier generations and the later generations uh, are not the same. And there's been a Yuridas Hadaris, there's been a decline in the level where people are holding. The earlier generations are referred to the stringency of Beishamah. You see how Machmer Beishamah was? Even when it was only a smell of a get, even when the get was only written, Beishamah already says that she can't marry a Kohen. Later generations are Rabdosa, Titania, Shavuya, Ochelos, Bishamah, the Rabdosa. We're talking about a woman who was taken captive. So, Midda writes that she Bechetzka's Kashos, we don't have to be concerned that she became a Zona, that she was raped by the guy. However, Midra Banan, there's a, may perhaps concerns where Rabbi Dosa says, I know she can continue to eat trimah. Even though if a girl was raped, she, she, she does lose her ability to eat trimah. Rabbi Dosa is mekel. I'm Rabbi Dosa v'chimah, so the rabbi said, because what did this Arab guy who captured her, what did he do to her already that we should ask her to eat trimah? Just because um, he pushed her breasts a little bit, that disqualifies her from kahuna, meaning he's saying we don't have to be choshish that she had the bia. So look at how different they are. Bishamah was so machma for Rechaget, he says, even when it gets just written, she can't marry a Kohen. And look how mekel Rabbi Dosa is, even though she was actually taken captured, captive. And there is a possibility that she was abused by Reb Dosa's mekel. So it doesn't necessarily mean Reb Dosa is not a, a pious person, and Bishamai was. That's not the point. The point is more the generations, right? The Rebbe always relate their zeros and their teaching and their decrees 
uh, in a way that the generations can relate to. So Rabbi Dosa was Mekel, that reflects that his generation couldn't handle more. Rabbi Shama was Machmer, that, relates, that reflects that his generation could handle more. It says, Come and see the early generations are not like the later ones. It used to be back in the day, people would bring the produce into their house with the main entrance. In order to have them in Mysore. So generally, what's the halacha? You're allowed to snack on produce that hasn't yet trimmed on Mysore until the chiv was absolutely chal. So what makes the chiv the chal? The chiv is chal when the produce comes in the, uh, the home. So what does it mean calling the home? So it comes in means the normal entrance. So they would bedafka make sure that it came in the main entrance in order to make sure there was a chiv and miser, and then they would go take off without snacking. And, and they're no longer where they allowed to snack. Whereas in the later generations, they were looking for all sort of loopholes. So they would bring their produce in their house through the roof or through the storage yards next to the house, not through the main entrance. It's in order for it to them to be to free themselves from the chiv of taking off miser because they just didn't value the mitzvah as much. Dumb Rabbiana, we quote the background of this. Rabbiana says, "Ina tavlam schayv miser shi'er pnei abayis." Untithed produce does not become chayev in the obligation of misers until it sees the face of the house is caught. It brought is brought in through the main entrance of the home. Shinemar, as the pasuk says, "Biarti hakoydash min habayis." I remove the holy things from the house. So therefore. It's not chal until it comes. It enters in through the regular, the regular the entrance. Right? Even the courtyard could be covered. Not only the house, but even the chasav. So we see over here this enclosed area in front of the house that can also be machayev in the chiyuv of shemesh ma'asrus. All right, continues the Mishnah. Let's say somebody divorces his wife and then she sleeps together with him in an inn. And we'll see in the Gemara, does that mean we know they had relations or not? She's lana, yon, she spends the night together with him in an inn. So they're already a divorce. She does not need a second get if she wants to get remarried to another person because we don't say that another condition was done. She's already divorced. We don't suspect another condition was done. Therefore, she can get remarried to somebody else without a get. No, even though she already had a get. Once she spent the night at the hotel with him, with the original husband, she needs another get. According to him, we are concerned they had Bia L'Shem Kedushin. Remember, Bia uh, could affect the Kedushin if they do it with that intent. So therefore, Basil is saying she requires a second get from him. Amos Ibn, when does Basil require the get? She was already, uh, she already had Nisun, she was already once intimate with the first husband with her first husband, so now when she's together with him, even though they're a divorced couple, we're concerned that they did it again. However, however, if she's being divorced from Averson, she does not require a second get, because he doesn't feel at ease with her. They've never lived together as husband or wife, so it's not so likely that he felt familiar enough with her to have been with her during this seclusion. Is where witnesses actually saw that they had bia, that they had bia. Hundred percent, we know that happened. What's the dispute? Bishamis says a person might have bia just on a level of just promiscuous bia outside of marriage. So unless he specifically told the Adam that he meant to do it to affect kedushin, so it's not going to make kedushin, and she therefore she doesn't need a second get. The person has no problem just having a one-off. Uh, no, a person will not make his bia into iznos if he could legitimize it and make it marriage. So therefore, we assume that he did it l'shem kedushin, and therefore a second get would be required. That's all in a case where we know there was bia avolushin of a law. The witnesses did not actually see there was bia different. Everybody agree she doesn't require a second get because just you know that they were together, you don't know 
that they had relations at all. Says the Gemara Tanan, it said in the mission, but whether she was divorced from Erison, that she doesn't need a second get. Why? The Svar was, because she's not yet, he and her are not that comfortable yet. So what's the Chilik? The Chilik between Nisun and Erison is how comfortable they are, how likely it is that they had Bia. So that's all good if the case is that, that we don't know that they had Bia. But if the case really is, Bisham Yitzhak are arguing where the witnesses saw that she had Bia, like Rabbi Yochanan said, we saw they had Bia. So what Beit Hillel is saying, so we assume that they, that he did a Lashin Kedushin. So what would the difference be if it's Erison and Nisuin? Must be that the case is that, 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 that we do not know that they had Bia. And the question is whether they had Bia. And that's the reason to distinguish between Erison and Nisuin. So the Gemara concedes that. You have to say our mission is talking about a case where the witnesses did not say they had Bia. They were just secluded, but they did not have Bia. And the question was whether we have to assume they had Bia. Rabbi Yochanan was not working with our mission. Rabbi Yochanan was working with the following Tana. He disagreed with the Brisa. With the mission. The Brisa says, do not disagree if they didn't say there was Bia. Everybody agrees if they didn't see it. Then there's no second get necessary because there was no active condition without witnesses. What do they argue? Only if they actually saw that there was Bia, but they don't know what the, what the couple intended. So basically, we're saying Rabbi Yochanan was following the bride. Now the Gemara goes back to our mission, our mission, which we established, we proved from the Chalipian areas and Nusuin. The mission was discussing. Where the witnesses did not actually see her having Bia, but my plea, so what's the root of the Shaila? The Bia, there are witnesses that they secluded, but there are no witnesses that they actually had Bia. Bishami says, just because we have witnesses that they secluded, those are not, in effect, witnesses that they had Bia, because Lamai said they didn't see the Bia, so just because we know they secluded, we don't necessarily know from those witnesses that there was a Bia. So therefore, no matter what they intended, there's no Kedushim. We say that witnesses about the seclusion is tantamount to witnessing the Bia because there's an assumption that the secluded couple would have Bia, specifically in this case, because they already had Nisuin and they're very familiar with one another and there's nothing holding them back. So therefore we assume that they had the that they had the Bielashin Kedushin. Says the Gemara, um, and now that's why we would agree if it was from Arison, we still would agree that we don't want to get you since he doesn't feel so comfortable with her. They weren't ever fully married. We're not going to say just because the Adim testified that they were secluded, that's not equal to Adim who are saying that they had Bia. So without the Adim, there's no Kedushin, even if they punk did have intents. And that's an important point. Once we're saying that it's not considered Adas, then we don't even really care. Um, what actually transpired in terms of the intent without Adam, it cannot be effective. So what comes out is that Rabbi Yochanan is not working with the mission. Rabbi Yochanan was working with the brides. And how did Rabbi Yochanan really say that? Is in cases where the witnesses never saw them at Bia. Rabbi Yochanan said, general ideas. The mission was talking about where they did not see at Bia. So why would Rabbi Yochanan reject the Mishnah and go for the version taught by the brides? If Rabbi Yochanan says, Allah is like a star Mishnah. Says the Gemara, there's a disagreement between Nama and what Rabbi Yochanan said. Some people, Rabbi Yochanan, who said that Rabbi Yochanan was going like the bride, so he doesn't agree with the Amora, who said that Rabbi Yochanan always follows the Stam Mishnah. So there's a dispute, ultimately, whether or not Rabbi Yochanan always follows the Stam Mishnah, and uh, therefore it's not a contradiction. Okay, a little introduction to the next uh, Mishnah, is that there's the Chachamah Masakin that a get should be used called a get Makusher, where it's tied up. What does that mean? It's after, after one or two lines are written, it's folded over onto a blank space and sewn down. And uh, on the outside of the fold, we get a different witness to sign. 
And the reason why the Rabbanan did this, and the point of this thing, you need three folds and three witnesses uh, to sign. And the point of this is that we don't want a case where a Kohen is a very short temper and he divorces his wife and then now he regrets it and he can't take her back because a Kohen cannot marry a divorcee. So Rabbanan Masakin that a Kohen can only divorce his wife with this type of get, and the point is it takes longer to prepare, and the Kohen can perhaps calm, calm down. So that's where we get this point. You need three witnesses and three fools. That's the basic minimum. But now there is a scenario, just to understand, is that although there's a minimum of three folds and three witnesses, it's more than that. If you make more folds, then however many folds there are, that's how many witnesses uh, are necessary. And if it wouldn't be like that, let's say you'd have more fools and witnesses than if the woman would produce, even if it was valid and like she was divorced, but the court wouldn't honor that later. And we'll see why in the Gemara, they wouldn't honor that. It's all just foreshadowing what the Gemara will say is that um, we're concerned that there were a lot of witnesses around and the husband told them all to sign. And remember, we've learned that a few times in the Masechah. If the husband told many people, I all want you to sign, unless they all sign, then the get is not kosher. So we're concerned for that possibility that the husband told them, I want you all to sign. And therefore, if the get has more folds than witnesses, it's no good. So the question now is, what if, how can we fix it? What if there is a scenario where there are more folds and there are witnesses? Again, you always need a minimum of three folds and three witnesses. But now there's a new issue. What would happen if there would be more foes than witnesses? That's going to be the, the two discussions here. So, let's say a person married a woman on the basis of a divorce from a previous husband, but the, previous, the, the divorce happened through a get kereach. It's a bald get. The get kereach is where it doesn't have the right number of signatures. It's got the bald get in the sense it's got more folds and signatures. So, so that's considered, it's not a good divorce. And all the penalties that we discussed from yesterday's daf, everything that applies, we treat her as if she wasn't divorced and that she just is an adulteress. Now, what do I do? Again, you need a minimum of three signatures on three folds. But uh, what happens if there were more folds than signatures? So what do you do? Anyone can sign, meaning anyone can sign, even if it's a person who's not generally a kosher witness, someone who steals, someone who's a slave. They're not normally a kosher aid. But the whole point of signing the extra the blank here is not really to be the aidus, but it's only for the possibility that the court will possible will disqualify the bald get because they're going to say, oh, it's got more folds then witnesses and maybe the husband told so many other people to sign and they didn't sign which is not the case it was just to push away a later court from doing that so you can use anyone to sign no not anyone you can only use someone like a relative a relative could testify otherwise you can't use someone who is not a kosher aid like a thief or a a, a, a slave are not good you can only use a relative what is a bald get? You have a get, and there are more folds than the number of witnesses who have signed on it. So the Gemara now gets into this. Again, we know the basic idea that you're supposed to have a, for a Kohen, you're supposed to have a three folds and three witnesses. But now we're saying there's a new din here where a bald get, where it's got more folds than witnesses, is no good. So if you, let's say you have four folds, you're going to need four witnesses. So my time to get correct. What is the reason to possible up the bald get? Because maybe there were a bunch of witnesses around and the husband told all that is told them, I want all of you to sign the get, in which case they all have to sign. So therefore now there's a din that we need as many, for every fold there has to be a witness. So now what happens there are more folds and now we get into the analysis. According to Bananas, anyone can sign. Rabbi Kiva said only the relative. Rabbi Kiva, Evan, my time alone. Why is Rabbi Kiva saying a slave cannot sign? To also the Mimur Kasher Leidus. Maybe people will say that a slave is Kasher for Edus. They know, they see his slaves sign on the get. And they'll make a mistake and, and conclude that a slave is kosher leidus. But if so, if so, kar of nam, also the mimer kosher leidus, you could have the same concern about a relative. 
if they know that the signature is a relative, people might wrongly conclude that a relative is kosher to be an edus. So for Rikiva, a lot of relatives, so you should allow a slave as well. What's the difference? They know a slave is no good. And if they see a slave's signature, they'll say, it must be that he's not a slave, but a full-fledged Jew. And therefore, they are going to allow him to marry a Jewish girl, which is forbidden since he's really a slave. But if that's what's going on, Gazlan to Yilson, who is kosher. So a Gazlan, whose yichus is good, and one possible girl if he marries her, so he should be kosher to sign the extra fold because the signature will not mess up anything with family purity here. We see Rikiva didn't say that. Kiva was only saying a relative could. Karovin, Gazlan, law, only a relative could be used, but a robber cannot. So we have to understand why is a robber and a Slave, no good, and yet a relative good. So the Gemara clarifies, With the slave, people will say that, that the master must have freed him, made him into a full-fledged Jew, and that will allow him to testify for other things where he's not really allowed to testify. Gazan, I'm also the name of Shuvah of it. With the robber too, people might say, maybe he did to Shuvah, he, he, and therefore he's no longer a thief, and that's why he's allowed to sign, and they'll allow him to testify for other matters when he's really not valid. Karov, but in regard to a relative, Mike Lamimar, there's nothing people can possibly say. Karov Karov, everyone knows he's a relative. You can't change the relationship. You can't make yourself not a relative. So they see him sign them again. They're not going to qualify him in general. They're going to say it must be an exception here because of the bald get. It's only the Rabbanan concern. So basically, we're saying everyone knows about who the slave is. Everyone knows the slave is not good. Same thing with the thieves. Just the concern is people are saying that their status has changed, which works for the thief and for the slave, but that is not possible for the relative, and that's why we don't have any concern. Says the If you have a case of the bald yet, let's say there are seven foals and there are only six six witnesses. Or let's say there are six foals and the witnesses are only five. There are five foals and only four witnesses. There are four foals, only three witnesses. In that case, you need this one extra. Uh, then it's one, there's one that's missing. That's the extent where there's a machlokas bananas rabbi akiva bananas would allow a slave or robber to sign the extra fold and Rabbi Akiva would not. In a case where the get is three folds and there's only two witnesses signed in it, everybody agrees that for the, the number three, you need, uh, Benanis would agree that it has to be someone who's fully qualified, at least in general, but not someone who's inherently disqualified. So let's remember, because there's really two stages. The din of needing a get that has foals and three witnesses, that's the basic thing so that the coin's temper can be calm, so on and so forth, it should take longer. And there, everybody agrees that you should have to get a witness who's generally kosher, at least someone who's inherently kosher. And the whole machlokas is only beyond that, and now there's a, there's a get kereach, where there are more foals and there are signatures, and there we are requiring more so that a later basin doesn't possible it. There, only there, Benanas was okay with the thief or the slave. All three witnesses on a bound get are like two witnesses on an open one, meaning it's considered like a minimum amount of witnesses. So the Rabbana were misakin that you need three witnesses on for a get, for a coin. Just as two, you can't use a karov, you can't have the basic fundamental amount of aid that's coming from a relative. So, so do the three, the number three that you're using for you shouldn't be allowed to be used a relative. So he's challenging the basic premise. If you're talking about the number witness number three, I come with the Rabbana or Misakin for a coin, you need three witnesses, so it shouldn't even be good to have a relative. So I also had this problem. No, we can answer it because it's not Midaraisa. The Maisa, it's only the Rabbana, the Rabbana were lenient and they allowed a relative. Tanya Nami Akhir Baisa supports this Gekka record. If the bald get has sevenfold 
and there's only six witnesses. There, there's a machlokas. What is the dispute if you used a slave and the woman remarried based upon his benazim? Benazim would say that the child from second marriage is legitimate. That the get is good. Rabbi Akiva saw Rav Lad Mamzer. The kid is a mamzer because the get is not good. That that's where the dispute is. The get had three folds, and there's only two kosher witnesses. Every hakla, everybody agrees. They mentioned the little You can only use. You can only use a. Relative says the Gemara. Not everybody agrees. Rabbi Yosef Masni Kasher. Rabbi Yosef says that the third witness has to be a totally kosher person. Even a relative cannot be used. We ends up that there actually is a dispute about number three. About Tanya Karov. Either Brisa said a relative. Our Papa Tanya Kasher. We changed the Brisa to read has to be a kosher witness as opposed to a relative. Says the Gemara. Rabbi Yechon Loshu Echad Karbovat. New point. This idea that we can use disqualified witnesses on a bald get. That's only one avotrelo. You cannot use two relatives. In other words, let's say let's say there were already three kosher people assigned, but then there's a bunch of more folds and not enough witnesses. You cannot use more than one relative. Only the leniency of using a relative on the extra folds is only one, but not two. Why? We're concerned that when it comes to the court might authenticate the get based upon two relatives and one kosher witness. So whenever there's an error, if there's a challenge, someone challenges the gets if it's authentic or not. So they'll say, okay, let's go confirm the signatures. So if they confirm the signatures, how many do we need to confirm? So they'll confirm three. And we're concerned that two of the three might be relatives. So therefore, we only allow one relative. That makes sure that it, whenever three are, we, will be confirmed, we'll see that at least, we'll know for sure that at least two are kosher witnesses. Amar Abashim, I see the wording the Bryce also implies like this, because they become kept on reducing the number of one. It's seven, seven folds and six, six, six witnesses, six folds and five witnesses. We only always address it when we're missing one. Shmami, now we see from here that only one relative can sign on a bald get. Amar Abay, Shmami, now another point that we see from here, I carve chasm, whenever a relative signs on a bald get, he could sign number one, number two, number three, it doesn't make a difference. Anywhere, and my, how do we see this? The Tana didn't say a position where you should sign. If you can only sign at a specific point, the Mishnah would have mentioned that. If the Mishnah omitted that, it just says he signed, we see, we see that there is no specific spot where he is necessarily required to, spy, to sign. Says the Gemara, Shmamina, we also see more. That you can authenticate a, a get Makosher by any three signatures, but they don't require them to be consecutive. If you have to be consecutive signatures, so what was the whole reason why we only permitted one relative to sign? Because you might be Kobe a three, and of those three, two of the three might be relatives. What's the big deal? Why don't we just designate a position on the get for the relative, either the beginning, the middle, or the end? And then you can qualify many relatives to sign. In other words, if you were to restrict them to specific positions, why don't you arrange it so that any three consecutive signatures will at least have two valid witnesses? You could have done that. You could do that. You could orchestrate that. Must be, there's a halacha that when you're Makayim, it doesn't make a difference what three you're Makayim. You use from any random three. There's no order. It doesn't have to be consecutive. Make a difference consecutive, non consecutive, all the same. Any random three. Therefore, we're concerned if you'd have more than one relative, maybe, it, maybe the two of the three signatures that you're Makayim might actually be relatives. Says the Gemara, how do we paskin? In regard to Benanis and Rabbi Akiva, could you use a slave for the extra one fold? He said, go and even use a slave from the street to complete it, which shows us that the halacha is in fact like Benanis.